Well, today we're continuing our study through the book of Ephesians, and we're looking at a passage of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. I'm not going to read the whole passage because uh, uh, Brody has had the opportunity to share uh, some of the highlights from the student mission trip to Madison as, as part of this message. But I want to address you down to verses 10, 11, and 12 and 13. It says, his intent, the Father's intent, was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which are your glory. You know, I was uh, uh, heard just a day or two ago that uh, the Viking preseason, uh, you know, the practice schedule starts up in just a couple weeks. And, you know, everyone is a sort of a different kind of fan. Um, I, because I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I'm the oddest kind of Viking fan. I'm a Viking fan 17 games a week or a year, and then I'm a Packer fan 15 uh, games a year. Um, the, my, my son Drew will look at me and go, that's no fan at all. A real Viking fan wants the Vikings to win 17 and the Packers to lose 17. You know, there's sort of that level of how much commitment we give to something. I, I know someone who described themselves as a NASCAR fan, and they said, you know, really, NASCAR is like my identity. I said, well, what do you mean by that? She said, well, I have a tire from a winning race on the wall of my living room. And a tire? Yeah, she has a tire on her wall in her living room because that's the kind of fan that she is. That's the kind of commitment she's given to NASCAR. Well, I want to talk to you today about the kind of commitment that we give to the Lord Jesus and what the Lord Jesus has set up, the way the manifold wisdom of God is shown, and that's the church. You know, Paul in Ephesians 3, 1 to 13 kind of tells a little bit about himself, explains about his suffering, explains about this mystery that has been unfolding through his ministry, where God was taking Gentile people and Jewish people that never got together, never got along, and joining them together into something new, something called the church. And that had never, ever happened before in human history. The, the church is God's idea. The church is God's plan. Now, the, the church doesn't mean a building or institution. Uh, the w Greek word for church literally could be translated as assembly. The, the church is a group of people that are joined together under Jesus Christ as the Lord and leader and Savior. Literally, um, and we'll see this later, Paul describes the church where Jesus is the head, like the brain, and 
that the church, the people are like the body. We're the body of Christ. We represent to everyone the truth and reality of who Jesus is. At the end of chapter two, Paul says that God connects us like Lego blocks into a temple where God's spirit resides. That's what the church is. In Matthew 16, verse 18, the Lord Jesus says, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. And what is the rock? That the life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. That's how strong the church is. God is doing something extraordinary and very wise, and God is doing it not through government, not through economics, not through some nation, not through the arts, not through politics. God does it through the church. Now, not only does everyone on earth get to see God's wisdom. See, that's what John 13, 35 says, when Jesus says, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. But in addition, the manifold wisdom, the, the ununderstandable wisdom of God is made known, it says here, to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm. All through Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he's trying to get them to stop thinking just on a horizontal base. Stop thinking on just a natural basis. Stop thinking on just a human basis. And to open their eyes to the supernatural reality and power of who God is. To go vertical and see all that God wants to do and wants to accomplish. So here Paul goes, what the church is and what the church does speaks a message to angels and to demons and to spiritual beings. That's how powerful the work of the church is. Through the church, the Father shows off the good news. Through the church, the Father shows off his love. Through the church, the Father shows off the Lord Jesus. The church is the means and methods that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uses. The church is like a greenhouse of growth where wisdom and relationship and love and transformation all just flourish and develop. A famous pastor once said, the church is the hope of the world. Now, even when he would say that, I would disagree because I'd go, well, Jesus is the hope of the world. But what he meant by that is because Jesus is the head of the, the body of Christ, which is the church, by extension, through Jesus, the church is the way that the world can have hope. Highlands Church you are, through Jesus, the hope of the world. Highlands Church, you are, through the, the will of the Father, the manifold wisdom of God. Um, so out of that, I just want to make two applications. First application is this. Let's try not to mess it up. And then the second one is be the church and love the church. 
when I say, let's try not to mess it up. I just want to apologize because many people, when it comes to the church, have been hurt at one time or another. Now, I understand that. I understand how hard that is. We have an enemy who wants to destroy and divide, but more important, we have the Holy Spirit who can give us wisdom and truth and power. You know what we need to do? We need to live up to the high calling of what Jesus says the church is to be. Not define it by what society says, not define it by what our culture says, but define and live it out by what Jesus says. And when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we flat out sin, to put into practice the things that Jesus said to do, that the church is intent to do, to to make it right. So let's do everything in our power not to mess it up, to follow his plan. And, And then when we do mess it up, let's make it right. And secondly, I want to challenge you, and I kind of want to challenge your heart to be the church and love the church. Uh, Darla and I went to the Top Gun Maverick movie this last Tuesday at the Plymouth Man Theaters. You know, it's only $5.50 a, a ticket on Tuesday, and we wanted to see the movie in the theater. You know, I, I kind of love this movie because uh, anytime old guys do amazing things, I kind of love it. I hope you all had a, or a lot of you had a chance to be entertained by that movie. That My favorite line is this. Maverick says, I am a fighter pilot. I am Navy. This is not my job. Uh, This is what I am. He's saying it rises to a matter of identity. Here's the challenge. Make your identity as a Christ follower. And therefore, make your identity as the church. Be the church and love the church. Commit yourself to this group of attenders with all all the challenges, all the difficulties. Don't go, well, I, I attend this church. I attend services at this church. Be the church. Don't call a a, a beautiful building like we've been gifted with here at the Highlands the church. Be the church and find the beauty, the real inner beauty in the interconnected love of people. And love the church. Give yourself to loving the church. And you know, when you give yourself to loving the church, your time, your talent, your treasure will naturally follow. The problem we have today is People look at the church as just another thing to consume, another activity to to do on occasion. When God goes, it is through the church that the manifold wisdom of who I am is made known. So choose today as a matter of identity to be the church and to love the church even with all of its frailty, even with all of its weakness, even with 
sin that goes on and happens. We're never going to be perfect, but we can forgive. We're never going to get everything right, but we can right ourselves and seek to follow after God. So open your heart today and, and, and just pray as we close in worship that, that you could do one more thing that would connect you with other Christ followers and show that you are being the church and you're loving the church. Consider joining one of the house groups that were described to you earlier. Um, Consider joining a serving team. But most of all, leave today with an attitude, the Highlands is my church. The Highlands is part of my identity. I'm going to be the church at the Highlands, and I'm going to love this people. I'm going to love this church. Will you join with me as we pray? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, remind the Highlands Church it's the people. Remind the Highlands Church that you, Jesus, are the Lord, the head, the ruler, the key decision maker and leader of the church. Remind them your Holy Spirit will communicate and show that truth. And today, remind us this amazing truth that it's through the church, your body, Lord Jesus, that the manifold wisdom of God is put on display. Let us obey and follow what you prompt us to do. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen.